You are listening to the sermon stream of the Mulvane Church of Christ in Mulvane, Kansas. Subscribe in your favorite podcatching app or find and listen to any sermon online at mulvanechurch.com slash sermons. All right, so we've taken Psalm 22, unlike the Psalms before, in pieces because there's so much here and it's so messianic. As I said last week, this uh, Psalm of the Crucifixion, starting with one of Jesus' sayings on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This, this Psalm, most of it, if you were to drop it in the New Testament as a description of the crucifixion, then uh, I think we'd read it as history instead of as prophecy. So we'll continue on and uh, take it up tonight in verse 10, and uh, we'll go down to verse one says, Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. I think about Jesus on the cross alone. How many friends and allies did Jesus have with him in his crucifixion? One comforter at the very end, right? One defender, one reformed uh, criminal. The only one who spoke up for Jesus the entire day. Didn't say a lot, but what he said was a faith, and we know the reward he received. But I think we should think about that, that he's the only one who said anything publicly to help defend or encourage Jesus. So very much alone. Verse 12, many bulls encompass me, Strong bulls of Bashan surround me. I don't know that I fully understand that part right there, but bulls are so often uh, pagan symbols and religious symbols, especially with anything about the importance of horns and the like, uh, both in the religion of, of God through the law of Moses, but in pagan religion as well. And so the strong bulls of Bashan, I think this is a, a reference to the spiritual enemies wasn't just man, wasn't just people doing this. This was a great spiritual war, a great spiritual battle. And they are opening their mouths at me. They're like ravening and roaring, a roaring lion. I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like a potsherd. My tongue sticks to my jaws, and you lay me in the dust of death. Here with the mention of bones, heart, and thirst, all of those take part or play a part in the crucifixion, don't they? The, the surprising speed at which Jesus perished, uh, the puncture of the spear, which almost certainly pierced his heart so that the blood and the water uh, came out, the thirst he had on the cross, Verse 16, for dogs encompassed me, a company of evildoers encircles me. They've pierced my hands and feet. Again, what an amazing prophecy. There was no form or conception in Jewish experience at the time this psalm was originally given as prophecy that would have considered those wounds in a death. Uh, in Jewish traditional execution, 
uh, what, what happened? You were stoned. Uh, you weren't pierced with anything. You were bludgeoned. But here, his both hands and his feet are pierced. Yet I count all my bones. Again, no bones broken. The, of the others, to hasten their death, they broke his bones. Their bones, but not his. But these staring glare glowed over me. And, and here's a prophecy quoted in all four Gospels. I think it might be the only prophecy quoted in all four Gospels. They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. So, John 19, Matthew 27, 35, Mark 15, 24, Luke 23, 24. It's such a notable thing that all four writers of the Gospels mentioned this. And again, I just think of what kind of execution could have been in mind that was concurrent to in the experience of the writers, the writer of this psalm at the time he wrote it. But instead we have prophecy of what would be. In the Gospels it's explained why the garments the garment was not divided because it would have ruined it. And it was quite valuable in a in whole, not valuable at all in pieces. And so one lucky guy got to take home the whole thing. And then the other guys got nothing. Verse 19. But you, O Lord, do not be far off. O you, my help, come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. You have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. So we start to see here deliverance. You look at the prior things and you think, man, that guy must be dead and done. Yet there's still hope. And that hope and that deliverance is then part of the song that we'll look at next time as we look at the deliverance section. But we wonder, how could you have such a clear depiction of death and yet still have hope? Well, if you're just going on human experience, you think about, well, that was a close call. Well, they nearly got me. I barely recovered, right? And I was in rehab for months after that. That kind of thing. But it's not that. They actually did kill him. Uh, those, those parts of the prophecy were fully done. Yet so was the deliverance. It was fully done as well. And so we know that the resurrection is coming after the death. Again, we just think about the, the powerful witness of these psalms to what occurred. And like we talked about tonight in our Bible study, who had been sitting in synagogues and in their homes singing these songs with their grandparents and their parents and their children and their grandchildren? Who had been singing these songs for ages? The people end up doing this. But you can see why after it was revealed as to what happened, why it was such a powerful evangelistic tool to point to people the fulfilled prophecies. Read the Gospels, read this psalm, and realize these things are written seven, eight hundred years apart. How could those songs that we've sung forever, nobody slipped those, in, you know, new pages. Every now and again in our hymnals, we get some new pages slid in the back, right? We paste a new song in. 
But was anybody pasting new material into their songbook? No, they all knew these things by heart. And then some of them still wouldn't receive Jesus when it was clearly done. But we should. And we have good reason for our faith and hope and trust that the God who knows this, that the God who had his own son die that way on our behalf, taking the stroke that was due for us, but then raising him from the dead and showing his victory, promising through our faith in him that the victory will be ours as well. Well, we can put our trust in that, can't we? And our, our faith can be as solid as any ever was on the testimony of the Gospels and the Psalms. Thank you for listening to this sermon from the Mulvane Church of Christ. Additional sermons and information available online at mulvanechurch.com. Come see what a difference the Bible way makes.